Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everybody. Chuck Bonniewell, getting better and better every, <laughs> every day. day. <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful, snowy party Friday, and we've got one of our favorite guests, Ted Trimpa, on. Uh, but we're brought to you, as always. Well, let's see who I am. Hello, Chuck. I'm oh, Julie oh, Hayden. Oh, 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 barely know she yes. does anything. That's all right. Welcome, bump on the log. Welcome, bump on the log. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Chuck gone. Well, Chuck is gone. We're just going to shove him off this stage. Julie and Truth Straight Up, brought to you by AmericaCitizenPress.com and Denver Senate Gen X and Dr. Julie McCallan, who has saved Chuck and the rest of our family from the evil Omicron virus. Yes, Thankfully, yes. we went to the resistance headquarters, Ted, and were able to get some ivermectin. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll let you introduce him now. Go ahead. All right, Sort of Soros, uh, the GOP whisperer. Um, Dem strategist. Dem strategist. To, to the extent that there's a GOP. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Well, not in Colorado, maybe, but uh, but as, as you know, Peter Boyles and I, as a good friend, agree about nothing these days politically, or almost nothing. The one thing we do agree is that the brightest uh, political strategist in mind in Colorado is Ted Trumpa, and we both overwhelmingly believe that. Um, so it's just great to have you on. Just great to have you on. Oh, I always love being on. I love you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, Plus, you need your resident socialist to be on. So yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Just to get everybody riled up. All right, you can ask the first question, or should I? No, I will. All right, uh, Chuck is like Julie. You don't get to talk during the interview yeah, with Ted. Well, so. yeah, you just do, you just sign. Even that sign language person. You know, they're always doing all that stuff. I never can figure that when they have like Joe Biden's speech. You know, and and he's not in front of really anybody other than no one who's who who is a need sign language, and and they can just right. cry on down what he's saying. But no, they have to have that weird person doing all the. Who can't keep up with Joe? Who can't whisper? Yeah. Like, Joe, Joe. Uh, <laughs> all right, go ahead. I have to wonder. Have to wonder when they do whisper like that. You know, because he has that thing where he goes up to the microphone, gets really right. close. When you're doing sign language, how do you? I mean, do you like? Do... She did it. I saw her. And then she went. <laughs> She was, she was doing the the tonality which he was talking about because I, I always watch the sign language person. It's just a more you know as a sign of it. I, I digress, and I'll let you get your question. But this is oh, funny. Thanks. Do you ever follow? She's hilarious, Ted, conservative mama. She does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Have you seen her Joe Biden speech spoof? So she kind of whispers into the microphone, and then she goes. She starts sniffing it. <laughs> All right, enough. Yeah. To, enough. Go ahead, Chuck. Go, oh, go, thank go. you, Drew. I appreciate it so much. Um, Ted, this must be the best of times and the worst of times for you. The best of times in the sense that Jared Polis, who you're a close advisor of, is just knocking the... Killing <laughs> it. Killing the ball. Killing his, his Small COVID. businesses, too, but I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm talking, I'm talking. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to say a thing. <laughs> uh, best of time, worst of time. He, he's not going to COVID. We're so Machiavellian about it. He leaves all the mass mandates on. So 75% of Colorado is under mass mandates. 
So he doesn't make any of the Karens mad because they continue to have their masks on and scream at people who don't have them. Uh, but he gets to go on national TV saying the, the, the pandemic is over. And, you know, he beat uh, Ireland by a couple of weeks. He beat everybody. It's just, it's just a brilliant. Yeah. Uh, well, I, th- I think in many ways, Jared is, um, and I know I'm blowing sunshine up his backside by saying this, but uh, he's ahead of the curve again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was ahead of the curve about opening things up. Um, I think he's been ahead of the curve around dealing with mass mandates rather yeah. than being on, you know, I mean, I think the New York governor just put a mass mandate for children and said, listen, my child didn't like wearing sh- tennis shoes, but yeah. got used to it, which is that is just asinine. Right. Um, and then I think to a certain extent, he's a little bit ahead of the curve on the end of the pandemic. And we can talk about what does that mean? It doesn't uh, matter. It's a brilliant phrase. Everybody wants to hear but, it. It doesn't really change anything. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is, is that this thing continues to evolve and the variants continue to evolve. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're all going to get it, but, you know, we're all not going to die. And if you have a bunch of comorbidities and you die, you don't get vaccinated. Well, then, damn it, that's your fault. Well, if you got vaccinated, you're well, going to die with a comorbidities because the vaccination <laughs> doesn't do any damn good. I mean, you had the vaccinations, yeah. I assume, and you got Omicron. I had natural yeah. immunity from, from the original Why? one. And I find, you know, I'm as fine as I get, I guess. Um, okay, so you're going through what I was happy about. Now you're going to go through what I'm sad about. Best yeah, go through, this, yeah, go through the go through this, yeah, Well, right. well, let me go the other happy part about it. The happy part. I mean, I thought it was brilliant to to cut the sentence from 110 years to 10 years. Everybody thought that was and the, the trucker, the trucker who was convicted. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now Peter and George Brockler are jumping up and down, going, "He didn't follow all the exact." And no one cares. No one cares. They think justice was done. They think that's what the governor's. Uh, powers are for, and he did it. So they can, they can yeah. yell. And screw I, I, I have, I have a one sound response. Wah. Yeah. Well, and, and now he's got Kim Kardashian following him, and that can't hurt either. What you got? Seventy million followers. Yeah. So <laughs> Kimmy, she's he's, she's going to help out on the campaign. Bring famous yeah, well. Colorado. <laughs> You'll get to meet Drake or something. I mean, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> as Arash will say to me sometimes, well, whoop dee doo. So, oh, that is great. On the other side, I mean, Joe Biden is about as big a disaster as there's ever been for a Democratic president in, in, in living memory. Um, he's, he, uh, He's down to 40.6 on real clear politics, which is incredibly bad. Uh, Civis, which, you, which is great if you don't go to that poll, it's, it has every state. It does, it's an ongoing one. Colorado, he's down yeah. to 35 now. Um, yeah, and, and Civis actually is something that originally came from our world. Well, it came from the guy who invented um, Marcus Milquist, or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The founder of uh, Daily. Uh, Cos, yeah. So it's a left wing one. Mar- it's Marcos. It's Marcos. Marcos, yeah. He's actually a great guy. I really, really Is like it? him. Well, you'd know him, of course. Sure, of course. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't. That's the trouble with Ted. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's so self-effacing. You'd never know. <laughs> he and Rihanna. Yeah, yeah. And Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so as, yeah, as, but, as, as we would say in Kansas, Beyonce. Beyonce. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, and so. You've got you've got an incredibly popular governor, um, and and you have an incredibly unpopular president, and he's unpopular in Colorado just as much as he's unpopular in other similarly situated states. Um, right. So I, I have not looked it up yet, but 
what happens when you have a popular governor and an unpopular president in a midterm? Um, does it, yeah. are you drawn more to, well, I really like how Polis is doing, or do you go, you know, those things? Yeah, yeah, well, I, I think you start with one thing, for sure, and it's a really simple, simple thing to do. Pray. Ah. <laughs> for what? A lot. <laughs> uh, for, just to get better. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I do think that with, with Jared and how he's been doing in Colorado, that hopefully will help us buck the trend. Because anybody who thinks that this midterm election isn't going to be bad, um, you're high, you're not paying attention to reality, you're rationalizing irrational behavior. I mean, we Democrats are woking ourselves out of power. We're rationalizing ourselves out of power. We're literally sitting around thinking our shit doesn't stink. Um, and it's, well, everybody else is holding their nose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's wildly frustrating. Um, well, why, the reason why you don't think- and think about it is so let's put aside the president's performance yeah. you know, in, in the press conference. Um, let's put aside for now. We can talk about it. Put aside the Atlanta speech, yeah. just the nature of where we are in politics and how and I hate when they talk about everything as an acronym, but BBB um, that that environment and what happened around that and then what the progressive caucus you know, Ocasio-Cortez and that crowd did and how they responded to that and how they kind of relished in having their arguments and fights on TV. You could just see it. Um, it was like driving a stake through the heart of us of being able to hold something together. And I've said this on your show many times. I said this on your radio show. Anybody who thinks Democratic primary voters are as progressive as some people think they are, um, are not paying attention to reality. You know, black voters are more conservative than you think. Hispanic voters, for sure, are more conservative than you think. Um, and they're not falling in line. If, I mean, if you, if you poll somebody, I want clean air, of course they're going to say yes. Well, I want free childcare. Of course they're going to say yes. Do is I want free community college. Of course I'm going to say yes. When you tell them it's going to cost a bazillion dollars and this is what's going to happen to the economy, and you start thinking about who gets the benefit, who doesn't, so I'm paying for free college or paying off student loans, well, that means I worked really hard in order to get my student loans and get myself through college. But Joe Schmo across the street didn't, but they get their loans paid off too. Right. I mean, mm. it's, this, this is now pandering. It's like pandering to politics. This is, this is worse than virtue signaling. Um, it's the politics of pander. And I, I'm going to say it and I'll catch hell for it. You know, we Democrats are going to pay a very, very high price for this. And it's going to take a, a very difficult time to dig out of it. And the challenge we have right now is we don't have a beacon. We don't have a center of gravity that we Hillary can Hillary Clinton. To. Hillary. She's already got her speech H- done. H- H- Hillary's ready. Ready back. Tan rested ready. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like it, it, yeah. Basically, you know, it's old political consultants that have been around since the 1850s. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to be relevant again. Um, I mean, anyone who thinks that that wasn't planted and that wasn't, oh. you know, heat up. I know new news flash news flash Trump election Bush dynasty gone Clinton dynasty let's move on right hey and well, I want to just make a point here because I know we got a ton of people Barney included who want to chime in and don't worry everybody will get to you <laughs> but Chuck just had some questions he does not even letting me talk okay guys so we'll let everybody talk successful I am about not <laughs> well, getting just letting people know we'll get to him so go ahead um the thing is that you know for a lot of years in the Republican Party 
I always thought the Republican Party had the wrong side of issues. They always, yeah. not not morally or, or, you know, whether... Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Just what, where it's going to end. So whether it, it, it was Vietnam War, whether it's civil rights, whether it's Iraq, whether it's... Uh, WMDs. I mean, just go down the list. Where inflation? And, well, you know, the Republican base is is against immigration. And George W. Right Bush away. is trying to shove everybody through the wall and not build a wall. I mean, you just go down the list of ones. Now it's just the opposite. I mean, the Democrats are behind every shitty idea there is. I mean, schools. Yeah, brilliant. Go out against parents and be for the stupid teachers unions while they want another year and a half of vacation. I mean, it's they've managed to alienate everybody and then tell them, no, it's not critical race theory. Oh, well, yeah. okay, we're lying. Um, Everything. Chris Cazilla, who's incredibly left wing, um, wrote an article saying we're going to pay, meaning Democrats, for alienating the parents. So that was the oh, yeah, worst. Oh, yeah. And I tell you, and there, are, there are three pieces around the parents that I would say. First of all, one, on teacher unions, um, I think there were some critical political mistakes made, and that is, is that you define it around the best interest of the child. And I realize I'm confused with terminology, but what's best for kids? And you can do that in a way that it's about teachers being fully trained, educated, yeah, 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 yeah. what unions provide, rather than it's about teachers first. And oh yeah, by the way, it's going to be about the kids too. That was mistake one. Right. Mistake two is on CRT. Right. The whole thing of, well, CRT isn't really being taught. <laughs> well, okay, maybe CRT isn't being taught, but all the components of it. Yeah. We tell our white kids about white supremacy and they should feel guilty about what happened to all the black kids. The parents are going to respond to that. Yes. And then the third is how the mass situation was dealt with and how we, our side, dealt with talking to parents. And that starts with Terry McAuliffe and what he said during the campaign. It was essentially, we know better than you do. Don't tell us. Well, not only do you, you you don't get a word in. I don't don't care what you think. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a parent. I'm not a parent, but you know, looking around them, living around them, the last thing you you want is a wrath of a parent, whether that parent is a left winger or right winger, right. Yeah. shit about politics. Because um, well, what they care it, about, understandably, is their kids. How did Ted? And I'm glad it does. I hope you guys continue down this trail. You may, be, um, you may notice me but, talking now. Oh, I know, I know. I, but um, check <laughs> it's three fifteen. How did it go so bad so fast? I mean, you know, I mean, everybody thought 2021 was going to be great year, better year. I mean, and it's been the worst year ever. How how did the Democrats lose? And like I said, I hope you don't get child, but how, in your opinion, how did they lose their way so completely, so quickly? Uh, I think it's a, f- a few things. One, <laughs> I think there was an assumption because we quote one, that all of a sudden there was this huge mandate to do a lot of things. Uh-huh. And when you have a 50-50 Senate, and the reason why we had a 50-50 Senate is Donald Trump stomped all over Georgia and in large part, I think now you guys may disagree, but resulted in elections of Democrats. It would have been a very, very different situation had the Senate been uh, in control of McConnell, I think in worse situation, but we can we can talk about that. So there is a, a, a greater belief around we won. So therefore, there, there was this huge mandate. So then you start getting greedy about what you want to do. The second piece is. And the people could complain about Obama saying he thought too much about it. You know, he sliced and diced. He was really careful about what words and what he was going to do. 
And there seems to be with this White House, this belief, you got to be bold about what you're saying. You say what you mean, you go out, you do it. And then there's like a long list of things where they've done that. I mean, the BBB, Build Back Better, whatever. There's so many pieces to this thing. I mean, it's like, you know, put a fish in barrel and you can sit there and just shoot for half an hour in terms <laughs> of going after it and thinking because all these, all these fish are liked by people. Therefore, when you put them together in the small water and not realize how much food you have to give them, oh yeah, that's going to be okay. Uh, and then the third is strong leadership. Yeah. And I'm going to catch living hell for saying this, but we don't have it, you know, and I, I put some of the blame on, you know, you go into the West Wing. It's like, you know, it's like an Ivy League school. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, you know, on that side of it, you have people, I think, that are overthinking it. You know, it, listening to Anthony Blinken and you fall asleep and Jake Sullivan, you have to slap yourself. Right. Uh, and, you know, and they're brilliant people, but there just isn't this momentum and center of gravity that people can really be around. And I think there's there this hope that Kamala was going to be that person, <laughs> not a person, you know, a person of color, um, really going to hit it out of the park. And uh, yeah, that did not happen. Well, <laughs> well yeah. let me go to another you know, one where I think you're, I mean, I think the BBB lost once massive inflation, because then no, people no. would say, well, I know. Well, you know, you, you think about it, the inflation piece. Uh, whenever I would hear the term, oh, it's transitory inflation. You know, you're high. What what the hell do you mean <laughs> by tran- transitory inflation? I mean, it, is that like, it, is it over it, Wednesday? People, or, people, yeah. yeah, exactly. People can disagree about this. But if you look back at the amount of money that the federal government has poured, literally yeah. poured into this economy, part yeah. of it is to keep it out of a recession because of, of COVID, oh, so yeah, yeah. corporate bonds, right? And then handing out checks left and right, giving more programs for states. I mean, states like Colorado don't know what to do with the money. You have agency. You have agencies that want to roll over money because they mm-hmm. can't spend it fast enough, right. and there's still billions of dollars that yet to be spent. Well, you know, rocket scientists. No matter if you're a Keynesian, no matter if you're a Milton Friedman, no matter if you're a Marxist, everybody's going to come to the same place. You pour that kind of money into an economy, you're going to cause inflation because there's right. just so much money sloshing around. It's going to cause an increase in prices. And then that gets compounded by the fact that you do have supply chain issues. Supply chain issues come from the fact that you had COVID and people stopped producing because people weren't demanding it. It takes a while for all that to catch up. It is an intersection of things that is disastrous. And I don't care what the unemployment rate is. You know, people don't wake up in the morning and go, oh, gee whiz, I feel really good about the economy today because the unemployment rate is at 2.5. They care about the fact that milk is 30 percent higher. Right. right. If you can find it. Right. If you can find it. I mean, you're right, because that's a person's day. So you drop your kid off at school and they can't find their mask again. So you got to like freaking look, search your car for another mask. Kids don't want to wear masks. They go into school wearing masks. And by and the way, the- there's specific masks you have to use now. Yeah. You know, if right, you can get them from right. Polis's libraries, that was kind yeah. of a mask that would go there. But, but there, then there, that- there are designers across the country that are really upset now because they planned all these great, you know, Louis Vuitton, <laughs> Gucci masks like hell. I can't. What you do we can't do even do that. Well, pretty soon I think pull us away. Well, let's go to well, another, no, 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 me... no, 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 no. Um, let's go to defund the police. Oh, I, that was I, another good idea. That, that, that was just <laughs> I mean, let's get I stick a, with that. Let's reimagine in the police without the police and massive uh, crime and rate out, not in jail. Let's let's do away with all bail. 
um, and let's let murderers back on the street right away, and let's do all Particularly that. if they're here illegally. Yeah, and let's get some Soros back uh, prosecutors. This, this, is a long, this is a long list, Joe. <laughs> it's not really. This is just a very small portion. Of it. That's that's why I said I've spent decades of Republicans being on the wrong side of issues. <laughs> decades. Okay. No, no, we can't be on that side again. And now I'm looking at going. I've never seen a, a list in which the Democrats are on the wrong side of everything. That that forget whether it's morally right again. Just a public perception of it, yeah. and to fund the police and and the Soros prosecutors is a disaster. And the suburban moms um, who, who yesterday were Karens are, are now, you know, mama bears. They turn into mama bears. Well, I, it's, let's, let's go to the defund the police bit. Um, what's unfortunate about it is out of the debate and understanding that there needed to be something done with police. And we'll yes. disagree with this, so don't like scream and get lit on fire. Just let me like continue through this. We'll just yeah. disagree because a rock like he'll like get lit on fire the minute I see these next two words: systemic racism. <laughs> um, but you know, it, but related to the defund the police piece, I'll give you uh, by way of example. You know, here in Colorado, and this happened in a number of other cities. The gay rights organizations, because you know we have gay rights parades. You know, that commemorate you know the beginning of the gay rights movement, which was June 29th. 1969 and they started started banning having police march in a parade they're like you know we're standing up we have solidarity for this and I have to it's one of the things I really regret not writing an op-ed about it because that was one of the most absolutely ridiculous ideas on the planet because you have a great number a percentage of LGBT policemen and police women who have been building up the force in a way that is diverse, that understands the issues of everybody. And you're now telling them, oh yeah, by the way, F you. You can't come. You can't participate. And you know what's happened in Denver? They did that. Then all of a sudden they had an altercation at the big festival after, at the parade. Who did they call? They called the police. Who (laughs) showed up? The police. That's ridiculous. The second piece about this is on the crime. Bail is an issue. You know, and for petty crimes, having somebody not being able to post $500 and then sitting in whatever jail it is, you know, in New York or some of these other big cities where the court system is just so bogged down. I think it's hard to say that we shouldn't have that kind of reform. However, what's happened is the kind of reform is, well, no bail. And this, you know, lowercase felony is now a misdemeanor. You end up with smash and grab. There's this assumption that there's a goodness in people. There's a goodness in criminal. <laughs> you sound like and if, Trump, you just, yeah. if you just give them an opportunity, which is bullshit. You, know, <laughs> so I mean, you sound you're, like you're a Republican. I don't mean to say anything, but. <laughs> no, but what, what you're saying is, and I've, I've been, I've always been on more of the civil libertarian side. I'm very hard on the police. Um, I think they, they became way too uh, trigger happy. And I don't care what color you are. They were too trigger happy. The bail system did need to be reformed. All that is true. But you took where you're on the right side and then go so far that yeah. everybody hates you. I mean, it's not you know, that there I weren't some you, reasons. You, 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 you talk to law enforcement officers, people that are you know, responsible for enforcing law that are Democrats, and, and they will say, you know, this, we went way too far. And we have got to figure out how we dial this back. The challenge, though, now politically, when you take a look at crime and the rates of crime, and there are all kinds of reasons why we can say that, that it's gone up. A lot of it's going to be associated with bail because you have a whole lot of examples where crazy right. people should have been out on bail, go out and commit another crime or kill somebody. 
Right. Um, that's going to cloud this idea and issue of doing any yeah. kind of oh, sure. But the Bell Reform movement has now <laughs> been set back before where it ever started. Back to the police. Um, this is something that I've been saying to a lot of deaf ears, and that is, you know, we do need, you know, from a civil libertarian point of view, we do need to have some reform with the police in yeah. terms of goes on. Then why not fund it on the front end? Right, right. Fund recruitment mm-hmm. and training and whatever the hell you want, whatever the hell you want to call it, rather than funding the protests on the back end and saying it's okay to desecrate public property. Right. You know, it's okay to like throw rocks at the police. I mean, I, it, it's like frustrating to me. It's like, cause I'm really mad at the system. So therefore I should be able to go out and get out my anger by burning things down. Rather, rather than well, looking you, at what the problem is you're pissed about and let's try to fix it on the front. Yeah. Well, that, the whole point is of, of this kind of discussion is that you, you had what I consider the winning side of the argument and you managed to convert it in a into year, a vast losing side of the argument. Um, it was just no, we're starting to act. We're starting to act like Republicans. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, well, yes. And not even that. You're not even as a comedian. Say you're not even the fun party anymore, right? Oh, God, you're no. the you're the <laughs> you're the authoritarian God. party. We're for being authoritarian. We're for people being complacent. The next thing you know, we're going to be prohibitionists. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, absolutely. Well, you know, and here's well, a, here, here's the last one. Let's go. Let's go to energy. So you, you've managed to do your climate change bullshit, which, you know, it was, it was a good grift to begin with, but then you really decide to keep on going with it. And, and could you uh, please play uh, the, the, uh, Oh, the Thomas grid? is CBS. Okay. CBS. We got a little bit of heads This up. is where you guys are today. This is it. And the CBS about the volcano. Take weeks to restore the internet service. Three of its smaller islands suffered serious damage from tsunami waves that reached almost 50 feet high. Guys, that is high. That's a five-story building. Yes, easily. Wow. Those no, pictures tell the story. We yeah. talk about climate change quite yes. a bit. Yep. These stories are a harsh reality of what we're going through. And we have to do our part because these are more frequent. Yes, yeah. And if you're on the West Coast, the clock is ticking on the big yeah. one. People yeah. are worried. <laughs> Are we all supposed to stamp our feet for Teutonic uh, plates changing? You know, I mean, does he uh, understand why volcanoes go off? Does he think it's and they're CO2 really not becoming more calm? Those volcanoes, man, there's one every couple of days of volcanoes wow. destroying yeah. a small island. I mean, I mean, that's what, but that's what you've gotten because, you know, you yeah. keep on wanting to push it. So anything, well, well, anything. Okay, my, my, my pushback on that is, is, first of all, one, it's ridiculous. The say that earthquakes are caused. And, you right. know, tectonic plates shifting are caused by climate change. That's yeah. just, it's, it's outright just nuts. Um, it's nonsensical. This, this is, though, a, I think a case where people get caught up in a rhetoric, which I think is good. We need to be talking, and I know you guys disagree with me about this. We need to be talking about climate change. And in any way we can be talking about it, to get people to talk about it even more, we need to be moving to clean energy. We need to be thinking about how much carbon, carbon dioxide that we're putting into the atmosphere because there are going to be coastal areas that are going to have a hell of a lot more water than they do today if we don't start doing something about if it. If you believe I any of that. I challenge anyone. I challenge anyone to say that the Arctic isn't melting faster than it has melted for the last few hundred years. You have no that. idea whether it's melted or not because you won't get the good science. But I can tell you, if you believe what you believe, if you actually believe we're doomed because of climate change, then you would say we invade India and then China and start nuking China. Because all the CO2 oh, no, up there though, is though, India and China. Well, we could cut down, we could have no CO2 emissions, zero. The whole country could have zero. 
and and it would make no difference. So, so in other words, in other words, we need a George W. Bush of the climate movement to use the military in order to try to do some type well, of. Well, we don't believe it. Democracy in the you thought we were all going to die. die. You're going to die. Why don't you do something about that? Because <laughs> you don't believe it. You just want one world socialism and you've been using climate change as the excuse. And, and you've you've conned all the dumb Democrats like you know, I, I, you know, there. We should do a show just on socialism. I mean, the, the, the breadth and the way you guys use the term um, is it it's no offense but it's it's almost like it's baffling to me it's it's like anything that's associated with something that may be government supported have you Uh, ever lived in a socialist country how you do domestic terrorists have you ever lived in a socialist country (laughs) well according to you i live one under your definition of course not why is of course not i have i spent time in yugoslavia under tito that was fun that was a lot of fun Right. But I mean, to say that that is that is the definition of socialism. I mean, there's a difference in terms of how the economy is set up and the role of the state and then an authoritarian dictator in terms of how they enforce it and what that means. Well, you enforce it's it. Like this, it's like the same thing with communism. You know, the well, what's 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 the idea of communism? Communism isn't well, Stalin that's going that's out that's and murdering. Well, I know, but I just want to know what's Wait. a beautiful socialist country the, the in your mind? The challenge is the government who tries to say this is the system that we're going to do and the type of tactics that they use in order to execute it. And so I say you need to separate the idea of what socialism is and then the government is trying to execute it the same as with communism. Well, well explain a good socialist country to me. Which one? There's a lot of, there are 125, 150 I don't think Ted is saying socialism is good. He's saying we're calling everything socialist. I know, but well, like, call, us, call us one correct, correct. Socialism government do you like that you believe is socialism? Well, then you have a true democratic government. Okay, where? You know, Sweden would be a democratic government. It's not a socialist country. It's a welfare state. They do not control the means. Right. This is my. This is my point. point. That's what he's saying. My point in terms of how you define what you define. You know what it is. It's a government controlling the means of production. That's what socialism is. Right, right. But so you, name one country the, the, that's happily occurred. The type, the type of it. socialism, the type of socialism that you're talking about, you when you talk about Tito, it, it adds the authoritarian piece to it. You have you could, to. You could have no. Tell me, why did? Why does it? Why do you have to? Because you're going to force no it down people. Nobody wants to live have under to? it. The pure... You go back to assuming that people are good. Hey, let me do this because we've got people chiming in. Let's go ahead and we'll read some comments. I know we should have got a drink here too. Um, hey, Barney, if you want to come on now, you've been very patient, particularly for Barney. Um, and Barney, I wanted to ask you about the trucking thing too while you're there. Are you there? You want to come on? And yeah. Talk? Okay. Can you hear me? We can hear okay. you. Okay. Uh, uh, wait a minute, Chuck. Uh, yeah. Purple looks good on you. That is my favorite color. I guess I'm a fruitcake. Um, and you look much better than you did the other day. So. Uh, I'm glad you're doing good. Now, Ted, um, Chuck may pull the guns out and blow my brains out because he's not going to like what I have to say. Chuck, I do love, yeah, not again, but Ted, uh, Chuck, Ted is a little bit right. Look at our country. Half of Americans kind of like the socialism crap because they don't pay for it. So if you look at who's paying the federal taxes, there's a whole lot of people out here that look, we're, we're well on our way. We've been well on our way. When you look at Medicaid, Medi- everybody's got to be taken care of. And your stupid ass health insurance, you know how you fix health insurance? Everybody drops it this month. 
These companies don't. Why does it cost $5,000 to shove a camera up your butt? Give me a break to tell you that you got butt cancer. Really? Yeah. Anyway, but that's not why I called. Chuck, this is where you're going to get pissed. Okay. Ted, you tell Polis he has my vote. Either whatever he wants to do, governor or president. Now, let me say why. <laughs> Ted just collapsed, Brian. Ted just collapsed. Okay. Let's be clear who's the expert here. Uh, on the, we're talking about the I-70 thing, trucker. Uh, Chuck, do you know any of the words to CW, CW McCall songs? I got you know, Okay. You don't know them or do you? We know Ted doesn't. Fully because... memorized. No. Fully memorized. Just, okay, good. Okay, well, then, then you're a little more qualified. Ted, if it doesn't say crescendo in the title, you don't know it. <laughs> C.W. McCall songs have no crescendo in it. But I want to say this. I'm high school dropout. I've been driving a truck since 1982. I've been hauling gas for th- since 87, however many years that is, in your crappy you guys said shitty, shitty-ass Colorado mountains. I hate the mountains. So let's just assume that Barney is the expert here, okay? Let's go with that. Okay. Barney's the expert. Bottom line is, the kid was a victim. Oh, the trucker. Uh, yes. Texas gave him a license. Doesn't speak English. Colorado, you state patrol idiots, have that speed limit 45. Let's just go real simple. Old truck, new truck. New truck can go down that hill at 60 miles an hour. Old truck, 25 miles an hour. Bottom line is the kid was a victim. Yes, not the most manly guy, not the most courageous, but I'll tell you what, you hop in a truck and you drive, let's see how many, how big are your balls? You get in my truck and let's go hit one of those runaway no, ramps no, no. at 95. So, I'm Brian, just saying, let me, it's so a you're very saying... unnatural, it's an unnatural thing to take that truck, now, I've been in a lot of wrecks. Trust me, I'll go for the fun of it. But the bottom line is, to the guy that has no experience, it's a scary thing to go driving off the road. Bottom line is, and I feel horrible for the victim. But then seeing the victim's family, there's another thing that Polis handled really well. A group of people got all crappy and nasty. And, you know, if I had something to say to Obama, if I could say it face to face, I may get snotty. But I don't need a group of people around me to be snotty to a politician that I don't like. I'm telling you, this is the first time a governor has taken the little guy, the peasant, one of the dirty people, and he kind of made it. I think it should have been completely commuted, the sentence, but full pardon. But you know what? I'll take him. And guess what? As long as Polis doesn't mess with the guns, Brockler. Mr. Joe Republican, uh, you tell you tell your buddy Polis. I'm sure you have him on speed dial, and I'm sure he could give a damn less. Whoops! Hey, Barney, you're breaking up, so we're going to let he you might go. Have been a wreck. You're, yeah, Barney's in a wreck. All right, hey Barney, hey Tom, TJ, we're going to have Tommy. We're going to have to let you go. But I'm oh okay yeah okay. He's Barney, got thank you. My vote for governor, and he's okay. got my vote. <laughs> all right all right, all right. thank you buddy. Well, so Ted, that goes back to the point you made earlier on chuck too that was brilliant so i don't think that that polis seemed and that's maybe talk a little bit about colorado politics i mean you know saying that the emergency and he was smart he didn't say the pandemic is over he said the emergency is over no he said the pandemic well, all right, but the, but anyway but the emergency too and then he did that <laughs> and and it seems to me that that there probably are way more people who are glad he did that with the trucker sentence than who are mad, right? And so I don't think there are very few people who are mad other than George Brockler. 
Well, Peter Boyle's um, and, and, and Peter Boyle's, but but I mean, I just I mean, one, I, I just think from a, a people point of view, is the right thing to do. Yeah. But put that aside, right. and let's just be Machiavellian about it. And talk about politics. Right. Yeah. It was a brilliant move. Yes. 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 Brilliant move. Right. So you know, it, and how he you know went on, did the Zoom with the you know victims' parents yeah. and yeah. victims' friends, and listened to him and like took it. You know, it wasn't a, oh, we'll do, you know, a meeting with a beer in the backyard and nobody gets to listen to it. Right. Something where we're going to put it on TV and you're going to hear what I say. You're going to hear what they have to say. Um, and I think it's like many situations. People just, you know, it's not like they just want to be heard. They want to be heard. Right. Um, well, and and it's, it's something, it's actually something early on um, that uh, I suggested to Jared when he was campaigning. And I said, you know, talk less, listen more, because people are telling you something. They want to feel like that they've invested in you. Yes. Right. The idea that they've given is something that you're really thinking about and you'll pop, you know, possibly implement. Everybody knows you're really smart. You don't need to tell everybody you're really smart mm-hmm. or, you know, project that you are. Um, it's part of people feeling like that they're, you know, participating and invested, you know, in the government that is re- representing them. And, you know, I, I think Jared does a good job of that. And one thing that I think was particularly smart, and this I want to ask you about is his, his goals, do you think, is these were two national issues, right? These were two issues that maybe there might be some people on a local level who wouldn't be happy about it, but these were two issues that got him national attention and people liked him on a national level. I mean, I've long been saying Polis is, may, I'm sure, yes, he's seeking re-election, but I think particularly when you talk about given the lack of leadership, I mean, if Hillary Clinton is the only person they're talking about, I think Jared Polis clearly has his eyes on the white house what do you think oh totally totally yeah, yeah well totally. it should I, I think any democrat that's uh, looking in the mirror kind of go well i'm at least as <laughs> good as Biden. kamala harris yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, i mean he, God. You, 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 you look in the mirror and you're like i feel pretty yeah, <laughs> <I> feel <laughs> well his chances i mean what do you, i mean he he checked he oh, certainly would be better than pete buddha judge with that whole i mean everything he hasn't uh, even mentioned that la train stuff so you know pete yana judge do you think he's seriously? Yeah, no, no, I, I, I do think he's seriously considering. He's really smart about how he's going to time it, what he's going to do. Yeah. I think for the Democrats, it's going to be very similar. Not saying it's the same type of person, but from where they come, um, a governor. Yeah. And, you know, because I think people for Democrats to have somebody that's going to be able to break through this leftist stuff that's going on and the personality stuff that's going on. You know, and certain members of Congress trying to jockey in order to get more attention, you know, whether that be around January 6th or that's around the impeachment stuff that I all, you know, I'm, I fall with the left, you know, on those kinds of things. But you have a lot of people trying to play off of that. And governors can come in and say, you know, we get shit done. You know, yeah. this and this and this need to happen. And I made this, this and this happen. Right. I have to balance a budget. You know, I can't right. like run debt. Well, all the- and he was I smart. Have- even, even when you throw money at me, I still have to figure out what I'm going to do with it. Well, um, and he was smart. Well, and, when and, having- and, and, and he's, you know, he's going to say, I think we ought to have tax cuts. Yeah, having proposed which, which the tax raises, then yeah, he turns yeah, around and says, it, let's but, cut it. And, and then, of course, it doesn't affect him because he doesn't pay any taxes. So maybe you <laughs> should have a new program where he gives everybody his accountant so he doesn't yeah, have to yeah. pay any taxes. I and mean, that's brilliant. No, I want to cut taxes. It's not for me. I don't pay any anyway. Oh, 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 oh. 
it's just so perfect. Which which is another reason why we need reform of the tax code, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the rest of us are going to What about this? So if Polis doesn't, I mean, there, here's what we kind of think about in the Republican circles, that looking at the, the midterms for here in Colorado, right? Granted, and we can talk forever about the Republican Party and the issues there. But if you're Polis, and I think he's probably going to win hands down. I can't imagine he's overly concerned about it and may not be pouring the kind of money into the races. Save it for the presidential save race. Save it for the presidential race. Do you do you see that happening, number one? And number two, do you see that then great. having so you an don't, impact? You don't do all the the massive ballot harvesting right. you're capable of. <laughs> ballot uh, trafficking. We're yeah. calling it ballot trafficking. Because you, know, trafficking. you know, we have the ballot combine all ready to go. Boil that baby. you got a Ferrari engine in that baby, but and if, you're all set. But if I Polis mean, doesn't turn the key on because yeah, he doesn't need to, does it just sit in the barn this election? No, that'd be great. Well, let me ask well, you well, this. I, I have this question. So you have a Republican candidate uh, who? Well, I know. Who? But well, my point is, we understand it, it, that. So we're not going to talk about that because that's depressing to us on Party Friday. <laughs> so what I'm wondering is, well, so do you think that if Polis doesn't spend the kind of money, do you think that'll hurt Democrats down? I mean, is that a concern or something? Not no, if Polis is. No, I mean, I, how, how Democrats are going to perform and what that's going to look like is going to be based on the money that's raised around those particular races. I mean, you know, is there some help in terms of what uh, Jared, what the governor invests in, in terms of field <laughs> and what he did for his campaign. Sure. sure. Um, but I, it, it, it's a little bit, it's going to be make or break. I mean, there are some, I mean, I've had lunch with some Republicans. Imagine that I have lunch with Republicans, conservatives, I think they Republicans. Um, and there's a belief by some that, you know, it's more than likely you're going to take the Senate back. I kind of challenge that. And they even think they're going to take the house back. And if there's a way, well, you know, on the outside, maybe. Um, well, I hey, let, me, let me talk about that briefly. I mean, what darn? Oh, wait, should we let Charlene raise her hand? Charlene, you raise your hand. You can go ahead and talk. No, go ahead, Charlene. Yeah, go ahead and talk, Charlene. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? We yeah, can. Yeah. We can. This is Charlene Ted. Uh, well, I'm just wondering if this is a Polis Love Fest because, you know, here's the thing about uh, the ruling elite they don't care about taking care of their subjects they care about impressing the other elites yeah. that they hang out with such as the kardashians they would love for kim to say oh look yeah. at that great governor of colorado he you know he takes care of the oppressed a thousand chucks and a thousand charlene's are not worth one kim kardashian <laughs> <laughs> exactly so that's what he's uh you know he's making them happy he also is uh restricting lessening restrictions because Denver's getting a bad rap. Denver and San Francisco are the most two moved out of states per capita in the country. Yeah. And we cannot deny that Denver is a pit. And the highways to the mountains are pits. The congestion up and down 25 are pits. And Colorado is losing its esteem on the national stage. Polis cares about his esteem as the governor of Colorado. That's why he will do what is best for him yeah. if it happens to be best for colorado that's good too just like boris yells uh, boris johnson is in trouble in england yeah. and all of a sudden he lifts mandates because he says we've got to trust the people because the ruling class is turning against boris so you know who he's calling on now the little people to back them yeah, well, all politicians. Oh, no, right. all right. is no okay. exception. He's no <laughs> different than. All right, than thank you, Charlene. Well, Ted, Ted, kind of comment uh, on that. I, actually, the response I would have to that is, I, I, I get what she, uh, it's Charlene, right? Charlene, yes. Uh, uh-huh. 
Arlene is saying in terms of elites trying to play to other elites. And I think at uh, one certain level in terms of how our political system works, particularly in terms of how campaign finance works, yeah. uh, it's, and I hate to say it this way, but it's almost inevitable. And so you hope, you hope you're in a situation where you have somebody in elected office that is willing to do what they say they're willing to do and what we thought the democratic system was set up to do. And I would rather have someone like Jared who has his own wealth, who really does care about Colorado, is it a benefit to him? Sure. Then someone who is subject to all that money that got them there, and now they need to respond to all of that. And so they have, quote, other servants that they need to respond to at the same time as trying to do something for the people. What that says to me underlying is we have a real problem well, in, the yeah. system, in terms of how money's involved in it. Now, does that mean that you ban dark money and do, I mean, that's crap, but you can't do that. I mean, spending money is free uh, speech. Plenty uh, of le- benevolent dictators that with money we can put in there, but Polis is not one of them. So I have to disagree with you because he's let Colorado go to pot, literally. Right. Okay, thank you, Charlene. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank okay. you. You know, and kind of her point, which this is just an interesting aside here, because we only have a few more minutes, but Chuck was comparing like housing prices, right? And we used to live, as you know, by, by where you used to live on Cheeseman Park, right? A condo there. Not a penthouse condo. Penthouse condo. We basically traded it for this house. We put about another 100000 in. A little less than that. But in the well, five, the seven years since we lived there, the five years, I guess. Yeah, since it, it, the, the condo has increased about 100,000. The houses increased 600,000. I mean, it's just enormous. I mean, it's just enormous the difference. It's like 40%. Yeah, good math. But I mean, it's it's interesting. And Chuck and I were talking. Like, you know, there are reasons nobody wants to live. On and Jacob just cars. said, "Wait till the interest rates go up," and he's absolutely absolutely absolutely. This I want to get your inflation. The shit's about to hit the fan. And the problem is, is no one's going to realize it until they have it all over them and they right. can't figure out how to shut off the fan. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me ask you, going back to your prior question of, of the state house and the state Senate. Oh, um, two years ago, um, Biden did great. Um, but really the democratic performance was less than overwhelming. I think you even noted that they'd hoped to do better in the, uh, in the state house and the state senate they want a seat or so but that's not what they're hoping so biden drops 20 points which is what he dropped from 55 he won now he's approval of 35 what effect does that have on house and senate races and and i i don't know because i think ballot harvesting changes everything but given that it'd have to have some effect wouldn't you think that that uh, uh having yeah uh, I definitely, I, I want to do one five second response. I think it was Jacob that flashed. I see Jacob. I was going to, is that, you want to read the said, said that Ted is a Trump fan. Actually, Jim. I, my husband is just so you know. So I, I live with it. Because in fairness, that's we this whole thing. He said, Ted's a Trump fan, a politician who does what he says he's going to do. So, <laughs> so Chuck, um, I, I, the response to that, I do think that's going to have an effect. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's we're in an off season election, right. not right. like, you know, Jared's going to be strong at the top, but there's not going to be a whole lot of excitement right. um, yeah. around it. And the national organizations that tend to get a lot of money in order to get a lot of people to do what you would consider to be about ballot harvesting, you could consider it to be making sure everybody has the right to vote. Yeah, right. <laughs> Even if they don't know they are, you're, you're not going to have as as much money that's investing in that because right. it takes people. Yeah to go out and do that you got to buy the combine right yeah uh, 
and yeah, I could see I could see how that could have effect. You know, it's kind of it's in essence what you're saying is is that given our trouble here and this person's not even on the ballot, there's a depressing effect right. as you develop it. Right. right. What about CDA? Just out of curiosity. I mean, that's the new one where we live there now. Competition. Um, competition. This is this will be the competitive district of all competitive districts. Do you? Now, how about Democrats? You guys going to pour national money? Well, let me ask you this. Sure. Is, is oh, Catherine sure. Murdoch going to yeah. play to try to get a rhino in? Uh, OK, you're going to hate when I respond this way. That's a question you have to ask her. But uh, <laughs> we don't have what would your guess be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, there's, right now. there's a yeah. whole there's a whole group of donors. It's through something called Unite America. Right. It has great leadership, and I understand what they're trying to do. Right. Um, I think it's you know shooting at stars in some ways, um, and I think that you know, let me put it this way: I think the way we get a lot of this partisanship and people fighting all the time is actually this sounds really Pollyannish, but having more conversations and actually getting to know each other. I mean, the fact that we know each other, you know, it's harder to piss on somebody's leg you know than somebody's leg you don't. Um, yeah. And we keep thinking that we can go through the current political system today and we can make that fix and we can get independence to run. Um, I think it starts before that. Um, and, you know, I, I have a lot of right wing friends and I yes. call them wing to their face. Right. Uh, but, you know, when we talk about some core issues about democracy, the rule of law, you know, there's a hell of a lot more agreement there. Um, than disagreement. And but do you think, though, do you think Unite America is going to be playing in Colorado and CDA? Yeah, and other sure. Like that? sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. Now, that's the organization that funds in, in Republican primaries. And so I imagine. Yeah. Be- well, what's interesting about that, it funds in Republican primaries. And it's a question of who tries to claim credit for it. Because, you know, yeah. there are other Republican donors and other former elected Republicans that are involved in this who will claim credit for it. That one can, make an argument, one can make an argument was more. Murdoch's money than it was theirs. Oh, it was. Right, there's right. no, there's no question about it. But the money will go in for Barbara Kirkmeyer um, on the Republican side. It'll pour in for her. Leo is saying, "Is Ted a, Repo- a Biden Republican?" It's like that's a good. <laughs> <laughs> and then Barney says, "No, Leo is partner Arash is." Yeah. So um, that's a good way you know, to put it. That's a, Leo. You're gonna call uh, it a Biden Gutfeld. Republican, <laughs> huh? You gotta remember Arash's show, Gutfeld. It's, you that's know, right. Yeah. You know, after Laurie Ingram. Actually, and we, oh, we, we're running out of time here, so we have to say thank you. So, well, you, you can give a plug for Russia. So, Gutfeld's filling in not only for Gutfeld but for Laura. Oh no, Gutfeld is on right after Laura. Right after Laura now has the highest ratings for late night TV, beating oh, everybody. Yeah, Ballad he's very funny. Colorado. It's worth Even- watching. Nine o'clock here in Colorado. Most places, it's eleven o'clock. And Natalia Raj, so we were watching him last night, and Rev, because it's um, he, he goes to bed a little bit later now, and he was such. He goes, he goes, hey, we like this guy, don't we? <laughs> Talking about Gutfeld. <laughs> I said we do. We yeah, do. We do Rev. Yeah, I mean, it's it's for me politically. I have to have this. Yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah, there we go. Yes, <laughs> um, but it's still entertaining. It's still entertaining. It is entertaining. Well, our time with you is always too short, and you're the only guy who can fill up a whole show, and you don't even. You, you say, wow, it's over. Uh, didn't even so, know it. No. Didn't yeah. even know it. Do it again. Let's do it again. Yeah, we, we will. We love, sure. it. we love All right. it. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Ted. Bye, everybody. Hey, happy party Friday, everybody. We'll see you all on Monday. Bye, everyone on Zoom.